Crossing the whole length of the dressing room, he felt the great mirror. No, it is not yielding yet. Bearing against the mirror after a short silence, he said, All right, I think I have it figured out now. Take out the candle, and I'll block the bookcase with my body. team um i don't i don't have an intro this week uh, ceo tom Wamsgan said no 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 diary intro so it came from the top but um we'll see what rick has to say about that you know watch this space um kara who are we hi uh we're la Rolas traveled this is our 7000th episode um feels like it <laughs> yeah love. We've been recapping the Phantom of the Opera by Gaston Leroux from 1909, which is the book that inspired the musical that just closed on Broadway. Uh, not to bring up that point again, but yeah. How was your week, Krista? I mean, it was good. I had fun reading reading these chapters. And in case anyone does want to read around, read along with us, you can for sure read the, oh, the thing I refer to as the free version, the Project Gutenberg version, like the public domain version by Alexander Texier de Matos. But for our purposes, we are reading the David Coward version. Yeah, you know, um, su- Succession has ended. Phantom Ugh. has closed. Mm-hmm. The Guardians trilogy has come to a conclusion. You know, I don't know who I am. So I think I'm going to try to get on American Gladiator, you know, just been at the gym. What about you? Oh, my God. Uh, I did discover a new show, highly recommend. It's called Ultimatum Queer Relationships or Queer Love. I don't know what the tagline is, but it's all these people in queer relationships and they have to either one person wants to get married and the other person doesn't. And so they have issued an ultimatum and the way the show works is they end up in a group of like eight other couples and then they all swap partners and play house for a month and then they go back to their original partners and then at the end they have to decide if they're going to break up or get engaged and it is so messy and lovely and I think that everyone everyone should watch it. Vanessa Heads. There's this one girl, Vanessa, who's like a narcissist and she's just like trying to win, like get an A in like these relationships and she's like so self-centered and it's crazy and like tiktok has taken over and like i'm on ultimatum tiktok so that's what i spent my week doing is watching all the episodes of ultimatum oh that's fun well i actually so i started there's a prestige tv shaped hole in my heart so i started watching barry because i saw people who i think have pretty good taste saying it's a real shame for barry that it ended the same night as succession because it's a good show that deserves to be like appreciated on its own merit I initially wasn't going to watch it because I was like, oh, that's just the same as Dexter. It's actually not. No, Bill Hader plays this hitman who, Kara, he's weary, first of all. Well, you've, um, got, you've sold me. <laughs> but it's, and I don't think this is a big spoiler. This is, uh, I think this is just the basic premise. He came back from Afghanistan and uh, it's not great, Bob. Not going great for him. But he like didn't know what to do with himself and has PTSD. So he's a hitman because he doesn't know how to do that he doesn't want to be doing it he goes out to LA to do this hit and ends up in an acting class uh taught by Henry Winkler which I mean Henry Winkler 
is not playing himself in the series, but he plays an acting teacher. So, and in a lot of ways, the character is learning how to person and play right corner. You know how first episodes of shows usually, like the pilot always just feels a little, like even with shows I love, there's just so much, they feel like pilots. Barry has one of the best pilots I think that I've ever seen. Like they are establishing things, but it's one of the most natural progressions of introducing you to the world and the characters that I think I've ever seen. Bill Hader's really, really great in it. He's a weary, damaged, lost uh, hitman who ends up in an acting class. So it's not Rick, but it's some very Rick adjacent energy, I would say. And the episodes are closer to like half an hour long. This podcast is not sponsored by HBO or Max, I suppose we should call it. But um, just to clarify, it's not. But but yeah, HBO, so hit us up. This Week in TV with Kara and Kristen. TV I know, corner. that's all I've been doing. Well, I have six instructions. If you're keeping track at home, I have six instructional days left with my high school students. They all wrote entire books. Those books are coming in right now. We're having a party this week to celebrate. It's so cute. I'm really excited. But also, I'm ready for this year. This school year needs to end uh, for sure. And then I'm getting ready for my London Paris trip. I'm taking my mom to London and Paris. So I'm collecting any recommendations. So uh, come through in the DMs if you have any recommendations for London or Paris. And nobody's told you to definitely go to the Paris Opera. So I just want to make sure that like you, you know, you have that on your spirit. I do have that on my spirit. And I also found out another one of our friends of the pod is going to be there at the same time. So hopefully, I mean, maybe I'll see some people from the Phantom Dark Web. Yeah, I want to go see the ballet there, but apparently it's sold out. Oh. So we'll see, Uh, we'll see. Tell them who you are. Um, (laughs) Maybe you can get some scuba deer and scuba gear and go in the absolutely disgusting looking lake. Like, uh, sorry to spoil the illusion. The Paris Opera Lake does not look the way it does in uh, the musical, any of the movies, but there's some really funny pictures of like Paris firefighters just in it for maintenance reasons. I actually do think we should link to that in the show notes, Yeah. I think maybe they let Gerard and, and Emmy and, you know, first name basis with these people. I think maybe the cast of the movie like got to go down there. Who can say why? I don't think they got in that water. No. But, um, we were just talking about that. I was just talking about this with my friends that like if you were in the East River for like half an hour, like it exposes you to like <laughs> half of the allowed to- like <laughs> nuclear waste of like your life. That's what that you're about to like. join either the MCU or the DCEU, and not as like probably a good character. You may no. have a redemption arc, but you're coming out of that water of villain. <laughs> yeah. <you're- laughs> oh my god. Much like Rick, well, it hasn't happened yet. Rick is presumably co- going to come out of this water a villain at some point, but um, he, he's been in this water a villain. Maybe that's what started this. Another incredible set of chapters that, like, Rick's not in them, but yes, he is. He's so, literally, he's so not in this one that this one's called Chapter 19, The Police Inspector, The Viscount, and The Persian. He's not even in the chapter title, and yet he is there. The chapter should be called See Him in All Things, because you know who else sees him in all things, and not just us. It's The Persian. Should we get into it? Let's get into it. Um. So the cops are there. <laughs> just really doing their jobs for sure and uh inspector mafroid is like hey did you guys like hear anything about like that missing soprano what's her face crystal die and they're like oh jesus i 
I knew we were in for a good time. I mean, when I pulled up the Kindle, but when Richard said, you know, you know, in answer to is Christine Dye here? Christine Dye here? No? Why? Cue the arrested development theme. What are we doing? <laughs> Literally. He's like, I what? And everyone's just like, she's gone. Uh Masharman, meanwhile, was too weak to string two words together. He's just like us. Maybe not like right now, but at other times. Exactly. Moncharman is like has a thousand yard stare, like is just trying mm-hmm. to like grapple with this. And so Richard's like, well, why, why are you asking me this? And he's like, because you're you're in charge here, um, which honestly, someone needed to say it. You're in charge and she has to be found. And they're like, I still what do you mean? She must be found. Has she disappeared? Yes. In the middle of the performance, in the middle of the performance. But that's astonishing. I hate it here. This is honestly, though, how, like, my my boss would react if, like, a teacher went missing. They'd be like, what? That's crazy. You know how shows, you know, like, previously on Buffy, Game of Thrones, this man needs a previously on at all times about what has happened in his workplace. Things that happened within the past five minutes, even. He doesn't, he's not with the program. No, he he's, like, the person who's, like, watching the previously on, and, like, you keep seeing, like, Willa is going to be on this episode because you keep seeing Willa's, like, storyline. And he's just, like, Christine Daya keeps coming up in the, like, previously on, and he's, like, oh, that's weird. She's going to be in this episode. And it's, like, yeah, you could kind of tell that from the previously on. I promise this makes sense. Richard, I like where he says, not another disaster. Oh, it's enough to make a man want to hand in his resignation. He's doing, I think we all suffered. Who said that? Victoria just, he's, <laughs> you know, Christine got abducted, but um, let's remember who's really struggling here. Some people will get abducted. <laughs> yeah, it's sad. But... <laughs> it's sad, but... Um, no shade on Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> she would do a better job managing that Paris opera. Oh no! I... <laughs> Imagine someone's like eh, a couple people are going to get abducted in this opera house. Well, and so it's then like he's a like family there. He's also just like me for real because he's like ripping hair out of his mustache. Um, sometimes I oh, do yeah. be not my mustache, but he's like that's weird. Uh, she disappeared in the middle of the performance. I find it interesting that she was. It's like as if in a waking dream. Do we get answers? Like, are these people, are they just so overwhelmed that they don't know what's going on? Or were they hypnotized by Rick? I like my idea that they're high. But no, they're overwhelmed. They've never had to, like, work work before. And this isn't even regular work. Well, and also they're, like, in the twilight zone because there are explanations for things. But as far as they know, they don't have explanations. They're like, is the twilight zone, is Black Mirror real? Are we in it right now? A really great moment here. I can't wait for your take on it. Uh, She disappeared in the middle of the performance? Yes, she vanished in the prison act just as she was invoking the help of the angels. Though, I don't think it was an angel who took her. And I'm sure it was. Everyone turned. (laughs) A young man, pale-faced and shaking with emotion, repeated, I'm sure of it. Sure of what? That Christine Dye was taken by an angel, Inspector. I can even tell you his name. (laughs) Ah, good evening, Vicount. So you claim Christine Dyer was abducted by an angel. Would that be an opera angel? And this is so funny. Oh, yeah. Famously. Yeah. Operas just have angels. Yeah. Is it one of of those varieties of angel? So there was very, very little that was taken out of these chapters for the 
for the Alexander Texia Deridamatos version, because as in the previous chapters, he has no problem letting men speak. But this was not in there, and I made a note of it. Raul looked around him, obviously looking for someone, at that instant when it seemed so vital that the police should be mobilized to help his fiance. you think? He would have been glad of a glimpse of the enigmatic man who had warned him to be careful, but he was nowhere to be seen. Meanwhile, he had to say something, but he couldn't answer questions in front of a crowd of men staring at him with tactless curiosity. Just a quick you know, people like to write Raul off as dumb because there's some moments coming up that are maybe not his finest, but like the wheels are turning. He's thinking, he's like, I know I already sound buck wild. I can't say this in front of all these people. Where's that mysterious guy? Right, who clearly knows what's going on. Because like he's, I feel like Raul's, this is like the third or fourth time this man has like tried to say something to people who don't get it. And he's like maybe one more like rant away from like being incarcerated. I feel like in, I mean, often it's usually in a horror story. We know that the protagonist of the story, what they're going through, because we're with them at all times, but it's the journey of no one believes them, no one believes them. I wouldn't say Raul, I was going to say, I wouldn't say Raul is the protagonist of this, but it he's the protagonist of a lot of it. We're in Raul's POV a lot. He's almost um, like so the every man yeah. of it. It's just interesting to see that. And he says at one point, he's like, I know that no one will believe me. It's kind of interesting to see that happen to like a dude because it feels like it's usually a woman. So, right. mm. As Taylor Swift said, uh, when everyone believes you, what's that like? <laughs> Raul's like, I couldn't say. It's not my truth. <laughs> he's like, I'm the exception. He's like, yeah, an angel of me, angel from the opera. He's like, I'm just going to talk to the inspector because, like, the managers already think he's crazy. And the managers he knows don't believe in the opera ghost, sort of. And he's like, can I just, like, speak in private and I'll tell you where you can find him? And the inspector's like, sure, 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 sure. And so everyone leaves except for the directors who would not have objected to being dismissed. So out of their depth did they feel. They're like, oh, we'll just head out. And they're like, no, you're in charge. You do have to stay. And they're like, shit. Can I request that we do a reader's theater here real quick please listen inspector the angel's name is eric he lives here in the opera house he's the angel of music the angel of music really is that so the angel of music the inspector turned to the directors and asked do you know of any such angel on the premises both men shook their heads they did not smile oh said raoul these gentlemen have heard a great deal about the phantom of the opera well, I can confirm that the Phantom of the Ombra and the Angel of Music are one and the same. His real name is Eric. The Angel's real. It's the same as the Opera Ghost. His name is Rick. Raul, I kind of wish he'd said, no, I will not elaborate, but, um... He, like, he know. literally was, like, the chemtrails and, like, the the water supply has been poisoned and also, like, whatever. Like, he's, you like, know, going a little too, like, conspiracy theory right now. Like, this is, like, but this is know. beyond any conspiracy theory that, like, Madame Jury has or whatever. And it's so, it's like, and he didn't say a lie. No, he's but. telling the truth. That's a sad thing. Um, yeah. And so they say, um, Mifford stood up and stared intently at Raoul. I'm sorry to ask this, sir, but are you trying to make a fool of the law? Yeah, no. Lieutenant Dangle here is not pleased. No, protested Raoul with a sinking heart. Here's someone else, he thought who isn't going to believe me. Then what's all this nonsense about a Phantom of the Opera? What's I've told, told you. Yeah. 
these gentlemen are well acquainted with the stories. The managers are like, I've never seen this man before in my life. So they, they go back and forth. They're like, okay, well, we know of someone who stole money from us. So right. we really like to figure that out. They're like, we've never heard of the Phantom of the Opera. And they're like, really? And they're like, well, um, like, Except not, for how we, we didn't him. know him. We just um, got 20 grand from stolen from us. We've never met in person. Maybe just they over right. teams. Yes, but not in person. Exactly. I love this. Uh, Lieutenant Dangle McFord says, a ghost, he said, who in the same evening snatches an opera singer and steals 20,000 francs is a very busy ghost. Uh, yeah. Rick is booked and busy. He stays booked and busy. He is booked and busy. I And we'll see in the next chapter, like this man had a lot. Unfortunately, idle time is the devil's workplace because they this man had a lot of time to plan this shit out. Like this was not like an impulsive thing. Now, if you don't mind, we'll take them one at a time. The singer first and then the money. Um, and that's that's showing up for women. That's allyship. You valued Christine no. more than the money in that moment. Yeah. Well, they're like, it's we'll go, you know, first come, first serve. Yeah. The human being, you, I guess. I guess. What did you think about this? He's like, okay, so do you really believe your girlfriend was abducted by this man, Rick? Eric, like, do you know him? Have you seen him? And Raul's like... <laughs> Yes, actually. <laughs> Great I stuff. have seen him. and But unfortunately, he's only seen him in crazy situations. So the most normal one, frankly, is the graveyard. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I love this. I love this <laughs> detective. Like, oh, yeah, you know, logical place to find a ghost. Right. Or logical place to find a ghost, a graveyard. Like, this is a game out. to this man. <laughs> and so poor Raoul tries his best. He's like, Inspector, I am quite aware of how strange my answers must seem and of the effect they're probably having on you, but you must believe that I have not gone mad. What's at stake here is the safety of a person who is closer to me than even my dear brother, Philippe. Pose before bros. <laughs> I wish I could convince you in a few words, for time is passing and every minute is precious. But unfortunately, unless I tell you the whole incredible story from the beginning, you'll never believe me. I don't know if they'll believe you. Yeah, it. they're not going to believe regardless buddy he tries but they're like wow he's he's really into this girl to be making all this up they the managers are kind of like okay maybe this will help because we know the managers are kind of becoming truthers but they're also they can tell that it sounds absolutely as wild to the police as it does to them it's just it's it's crazy i don't know why he thinks like starting from the beginning isn't crazy because like it just it's just not gonna work out so he starts like, he's like, Peros, the train, the graveyard, the death's head, the violin in the, in the thing. And they're like, oh no, <laughs> the enchanted fiddler could only be the product of, the, of a deluded brain of a young man in love. This poor, oh man. Yeah. He's, That's also he's not just like, like me. Yeah. He's just like me. Four topics removed from what we were talking about. Only he actually is on topic. But when they hear it, they're like, what? You're talking about violins? Now, like, what, how does the Guitar Center figure into all of this? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> um, they're kind of scared to, like, tell him to stop. But someone rolls up. It was a fake out. I thought it was going to be the Persian, but it's not yet. Not yet. Me too. Um, but just a guy in a big coat and a big ass hat. And he's like, hey. And he was, oh, he was a plainclothes detective. And so they're like, okay, stop talking. <laughs> Let's talk about you. Which, to be fair, you know, how many times is it? Is it the boyfriend? It's, you know, it's and giving Gone Girl. 
unfortunately for Raul, they know about the plans and but the way we all know about the plan. This man literally made like a public Facebook post about this plan. He went live to talk about the plan. He's breaking his silence. So they're like, hey, were you sharing to close friends, but it was to everybody. (laughs) Exactly. He's like, don't tell anyone. Rick has definitely got a Finsta and he's on Raul's close friends. He's been catfishing him for years. Yeah, he's like, weren't you planning to run away with this girl? Yeah. When the performance was over? Yeah. And the arrangements were all made. Yeah. And he's like, I, okay. what are we doing? <laughs> and he's like, and you had like a contingency plan with like fresh horses at the stage posts? Yep. That jumped out to me because it's just a bit of horse discourse. Like fresh horses, like can't have tired horses here. No, you got to make sure there's a gas station on their way out. But it's also like... That's what, like, gets me, too, is, like, he clearly knows, like, speed and time is of the essence once they get into the carriage. But, like, I guess, I don't know. It does, it's not a, it's not rocket science to be like, oh, I'll just take her before they get into the carriage. Like, yeah, it probably would be tricky to, like, catch up to them in a carriage, but uh, it won't be that difficult to steal her before that. So, anyway, there's three other carriages. One mm-hmm. Sorelli's, who couldn't find a parking spot. I One... love that they clarify that. <laughs> yeah. One had, uh, one's Carlotta's and the other one's Philippe's. And his carriage, Raoul's carriage, Sorelli's and Carlotta's are still there, but Philippe's is gone. And he's like, I don't know what that means. And he's like, didn't your brother oppose your marriage? And he's like, that's personal. It's Kardashian's level. Everyone knows your interpersonal business and that your significant other has issue with, or your your sibling has issue with your significant other. Right. He's, and Ra- yeah, Raul was like, my business. <laughs> it's not your business. It's like, well, We, we know here, there's so. a Gossip Girl adjacent Dumois, like, newspaper situation going on. Like, come on now. And so they're like, well, that's probably what happened. Your brother, you know, intervened and stole her off the stage and took her away, I guess. And Raul's like, that can't be. Are you sure? We will circle back to that, and I love it. But mm-hmm. um, <laughs> And he jumped off. He did jump into a carriage and speed off through Paris and out of Paris to Brussels, allegedly. And he's like, that's crazy. I'll catch them. And the mm-hmm. fucking cop is like, "That's that was easy. Yeah, let me crack open a cold one and put up my feet. My right. work here is done. A good thing Raoul's going to do the policing for us. Which I don't even know if that's true. Like, I wonder if the inspector's kind of, like, lying to get him to think about that instead of, like, the opera ghost thing. Well, I mean, it's... I I was hoping you could give us the passage. What he says is incredible. From the inspector? Yeah. And bring her back to us, the inspector called after him gleefully. How about that for a lead? Much better than your guff about the angel of music. Turning to a stunned audience he gave them a short course in grown-up police methods this is hilarious <laughs> i have no idea if it was really count de Chagny who abducted christine die i hate it here but i need to know and at this moment i can think of no one better than the viscount to tell me as we speak he's going at it hell for leather he's my main informant now gentlemen that's the secret of successful policing People make it out like it's complicated. In fact, it's all very simple. Once you realize that it's all about getting the work of the police done by people who are not members of the force. I don't know if Gaston Leroux said ACAB, but he didn't not say ACAB. This is wild. It is so funny. And it's so, like, unfortunately, 
kind of true. Like, how what percentage of like crimes, like violent crimes, are solved by police? It's like a horrifying percentage. Uh. Um, yeah. So he just made that shit up. So that's super fucking annoying. And he's just go. He's doing the classic. Oh, it must be the boyfriend. Oh, it must be the family member. And no, the answer is it's Rick. Yeah, unfortunately, Rick is the exception to. <laughs> Rick is always the exception to the logic, but. Um, Raul rushes off, but he does not get far. He goes, like, halfway down the hallway, and the Persian is there blocking him, which... Got somewhere to I'll be, I'll keep bestie. my thoughts... Yeah, I'll keep my <laughs> thoughts to myself about giant, looming figures blocking people's paths, but... And he says, where are you rushing off to like that, <laughs> Mr. Deshagny? No, you don't have to keep your thoughts to yourself. Did you say, I don't really care if something good happened to you, it should have happened to me instead? Yes. Also, the palpable tension between these two. And he's like, oh, shit, it's the guy who's wearing the fez. And he's like, hey, you know all Eric's secrets, but you never want to talk about them. Who are you? And he says, you know who I am, said the shadow. I am the Persian. All bangers all the time. <laughs> all bangers all the time. I, like, yes, have I read Susan K's 1990 Phantom? Yes. Do I want to know more about the Persian at all times? Absolutely. I'm excited. Chapter 20 is called The Viscount and the Persian. Not the Viscount and me from Bridgerton, <laughs> but not not that. Exactly. No. And so Raul's like, okay, I am remembering conveniently the time his brother was like, hey, you know what's funny about that guy? No one knows what he's doing here, but he's here. Like, yeah. Another, another person whose badge still works. Philippe was like, isn't that? Philippe said, damn, that's crazy. Right. I do also like that people are like, oh, he has like a brownstone. Like, they know where he lives. Like, that's weird. But okay. We're, like, he's got an, we're getting he's into got a one some, bedroom. Yeah, yeah. And that we get into some really fun interpersonal dynamics. He's like, okay, I hope you haven't given Eric's secrets away. And Raul's like, what would stop me? Is he a friend of yours? <laughs> mm -hmm. Because uh, guess what he just did was he just spilled a little bit of secret. Yeah, and the Persian... Stop me if I accidentally call him Nadir, because that is not his name. It's his name is Susan K's Phantom, but he's it is not his name in this. It's not his name in canon. The Persian is like, okay, well, I hope you didn't say anything about Rick, because his secret is also Christine Dye's secret. Like, when you talk about the one, you're talking about the other. Mm -hmm. He didn't say a lie. <laughs> I support it. And he says, look here, you seem to know a lot about matters which concern me. Uh, not about you, babe, but... Unfortunately, I haven't got time to hear you out. I ask you again, Mr. Jashagny, where are you going in such a hurry? Can't you guess? To rescue Christine Daae. In that case, stay, for Christine Daae is here. With Eric? Yes, with Eric. How do you know? I was in the audience tonight. Only Eric could plan and carry out such an abduction. Ah, he said with a great sigh. I recognize the monster's handiwork. So you know him? The Persian did not answer, but Raoul heard him sigh again. Monsieur, it's... I don't know what you want, but can you do anything to help me? I mean, to help Christine Daae? I think so. That's why I have waylaid you. What can you do? I can try to take you to her, and to him. There's something I've already tried myself this evening, and got nowhere. So if you could do such a thing for me, I would be entirely in your debt. But there's one thing I should mention. Inspector Mafroid told me that Christine Daae was kidnapped by my brother, Philippe. I don't believe that for one minute. <laughs> no. You don't think it's possible? 
I wouldn't say I couldn't say if it was possible or not, but there's the manner of abduction. As far as I'm aware, Count Philippe de Chagny is not a man who has ever dabbled in theatrical effects. He said <laughs> that guy wasn't even a theater minor. Yeah. He doesn't know about it. He took the intro class for like two weeks and then dropped it. Like he doesn't know about the trap doors. Yeah. But that's one of my tiny notes, because in the other version, it says, as far as I know, he's never been involved in witchcraft, um, has, n has never dabbled in theatrical effects, is just funnier to me. And also a different implication, because he's just saying that it is, he's saying it is theatrical effects. There is nothing supernatural about this. It can all be explained, maybe not concisely, but I don't know. It's a key, it's just, it's just one word, but I... I don't know. I think it makes a difference. Yeah, because it's not witchcraft. And like, we're, again, not a scholarly podcast, but I do think there is, unfortunately, a longstanding tradition of give the people of color like an an unrealistic dose of like su uh, superstition. And I would be like irritated if like a person, like if you hang out with Rick, you notice, you find out pretty quickly that like this man's doing, he's doing trapdoors. He's doing like, Da, da 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 He's like it's not witchcraft, and I don't think the person of all people would like think that it was. Like the managers do because they're dumb, but like this person's clearly smart. Like I don't think he's the most superstitious person in this story, and I think that that would be a disservice to make again the only person of color in this uh, whole thing the most superstitious, especially since these people are deaf. Like he he says in a second, like they've been friends for a while, so he he knows all his bullshit and. And then Ral goes, huh, that's really crazy. I never thought of that. <laughs> that my brother isn't a theater guy. The person's, I assume, just shaking his head and, like, rubbing his temples. Um, he does say, you're the only one who doesn't laugh when the name of Eric is mentioned. And that's what makes the Persian, like, <laughs> Yeah. And, unfortunately, horny. And then Raoul, with a spontaneous movement of his fever-hot hands, grasped the Persian's wrists. They were like ice. Yeah, and I liked Fun. this. He quiet ordered the Persian, stopping suddenly. With one ear, he listened to faint sounds coming from the theater, and with the other, for any creaks or grating sounds in the walls and corridors above and around them. And he said, and never say that name aloud again. We'll say he or him. That way, there will be less risk of attracting his attention. He's just like us for real. <laughs> when we just say him. Exactly. Do you think he isn't too far away? We can't rule out anything, sir. Unless at this moment he's in his retreat by the lake with his victim. <laughs> and Raul's like, but everyone knows about this house. Okay. <laughs> and then the person's like, if he's not there, he could be inside this wall, under our feet, or over our heads in the ceiling. There's no telling. And I had a keyhole. An air behind a beam. I'm very fond of saying, who can say? You know who else is? The Persian. This man is very much sick of this man's bullshit. Yeah, but at the same time, he's like, no one's doing it like him. No one's doing it like him. And then he's like, I hope G Darius has shown up. And Raoul's like, who's Darius? As he ran to keep up, Darius is my servant. And he's like, what did you tell the cops? And he's like, I told him about the Eric thing. And he's like, well, did he believe you? And he's like, no. And he's like, great. He thought you were mad? Yes, that's good. And then they just start running again. Again, Arrested <laughs> Development 8. He's like, cool, cool, cool. He's like, yeah, you fucked up, but like, no one believed you, so ha ha ha. And so then the Persian takes out a little key, and um, Raul's like, they're both like in evening dress, 
really hammering home that this man's wearing a fez, we get it. But okay. <laughs> like, don't care about the hat situation at this point. And they're like, yeah, like, and then we get little LaRoe, um, so you want to go to Paris for dummies corner. Um, there's a lot of really strict rules about what to wear, but if you're from another country, you can wear whatever you want. And that includes Persians and Englishmen. And it's like, okay. <laughs> Thanks Thank you so, so much. much for clarifying it. They're like, when you visit, uh, just so you know. Um, yeah, so they got to take those hats off because mm-hmm. they're about to get wet. No, they're about to do some crazy shit. So they're like, let's just leave it in the dressing room. And Ralph's like, what dressing room? Because they're like seemingly like in a weird part of the opera house. And he's like, oh, uh, Christine's dressing room. And he's like, well, you know, where is that? And I all of a sudden they, they step into just like a door that the Persian had opened. And now we're in a new door to Christine's dressing room. Raul says, oh, I see that you know your way around the opera. Not as well as he does, the Persian said modestly. Okay, this is chaotic. I love it. They're like, we hate Rick so much. We hate him so much. So stressful. Ugh, Rick. And so he shoves Raul into Christine's dressing room. And it was obviously still, like, set out with, like, her, her map quest itinerary and her traveling clothes and, like, her portable charger and all that stuff. And the Persian closed the door behind him. And made for the flimsy partition wall, dra- separating the dressing room from a larger lumber room, which was its continuation. He listened and then coughed loudly. Immediately, there came the sound of someone moving in the lumber room, and moments later, there was a knock at the door. A man entered. He was also wearing a fez and a long overcoat. He bowed, and from under his coat produced a richly carved case, which he put in the dressing table, bowed again, and leaved. And it's this guy, Darius. And yeah. they're like, make sure no one sees you. And he's like, cool, cool, cool. And then Raoul, which girly let's keep it moving Raoul's like wait what if we're caught here like the police are probably going to come check out her dressing room which i noticed they haven't yet which is funny to me i was thinking that too um <laughs> the like, cool. like buddy it is not the inspector we have to be afraid of and then he goes stay strapped and he hands him a beautiful gun and he's like is this gonna be a duel and he's like yeah <laughs> this shit's we gotta bring a gun to a a noose fight yeah, that was my final uh, Lost in Translation of the mm. of the small little collection. Uh, the Persian opened the case. Inside was a pair of long pistols. That was kept in there. The design and decoration were superb. Uh, Tex, you left in everything else, but we don't have time to clarify that he actually has nice things. Because I actually, I could be reading too much into it, but I'm like, no, it's... Gaston Leroux has done a lot of work to make sure we're taking this character, like, seriously, and he's to be, like, respected. Uh, Let him have nice things. (laughs) Yeah. And he says, like, there are none more reliable and accurate. Like, I made sure that, like, my servant brought me these guns because, like, we don't have time to miss. And so they're like, he's like, this is good because, like, we've got two of us and one of him, so we, like, stand a chance. Which, unfortunately, I'm just, like pumping my fist in the air i'm so happy <laughs> this is gonna be crazy and so he's like you got to be ready for everything we are going up against as formidable an opponent as can be imagined mm. which is crazy yeah. like <laughs> he's talking like they're about to go fight the battle of helms deep which uh, they're not, yes. not. <laughs> exactly and he's like well you love her don't you and he's like of course what about you you don't love her why are you preparing to risk your life for her you must really hate rick and he says <laughs> This is crazy. No, Viscount, the Persian said sadly. I don't hate him. 
If I did, he would have stopped being able to hurt people a long time ago. All too well, 10-minute version, Persian's version. How did he hurt you? The Persian's next line. Well, Hera. I have forgiven him for what he did to me. What? And then... They smooched uh, so hard. We'll see. This is crazy. If I put it you you kiss guys on the mouth when you're on Molly or whatever. It literally, literally. This uh, is what and Raul says the same thing. Okay, this is a, just an incredible quote from my guy Raul. It really is extraordinary listening to you talk about him," said Raul. "You call him a monster. You talk about his crimes. You say he wronged you, and yet I sense in you the same unaccountable pity which made me despair when I saw it in Christine." Raul, you're so close. You are you're so, close. so close. This is First it. Wives Club. You're so close to getting it. But yeah, and I mean, on the joke level, I'm like, yeah, Raul, stay around here long enough. Everyone's horny for Rick. But on the <laughs> actual serious level, it's like, I sense in you the same unaccountable pity which made me despair. He's like, why is either of you feeling sorry for this monster from my perspective look at what he's done you haven't even gone into it with me but i know that he's done shit to you why do you people insist on feeling a shred of um any human emotion for this man other than you know abhorrence exactly which is interesting because even raul like seeing him at the masquerade and being like oh damn he's almost there like i think if raul got any attention from eric or, like, whatever. I think, like, Raul would not be immune. He just doesn't have that same, like, history with him. He wasn't immune to the voice, and I exactly. don't think he liked... He didn't like that. He did not like exactly. that. Exactly. That, that happened. So then, interestingly, and also hornily, um, hmm. the Persian climbs onto a stool, and he's, like, touching the wall, looking for something, and stupid Raul's like, hurry up! Like, we gotta <laughs> go, guys! And he's like, I'm gonna need you to give me a fucking second. Thank you. And he's like, we gotta go find him. And he's like, give me a second and we will go down there. Hold on. Didn't you say you knew a way? I'm looking for it. He's like, right. trust the process, like, Raul. Exactly. So then he pushes on part of the pattern wallpaper and he goes, in half a minute, we will be on his trail. I do like that a little timer has started, like we're in an escape room. And he starts feeling the large mirror and he goes, it's not ready to give yet. And Raul's like, I also imagine Ral is just, like, his volume level is crazy. <laughs> and he's just like, so we're going to go out by the mirror just like Christine? And he's like, oh, you know about the mirror? And he's like, I saw her with my own eyes. I was hidden just there behind a curtain and saw her vanish through the mirror. And he's like, oh, what did you do? Did you, you know, intervene? <laughs> he's like, no. Would I thought my senses were playing tricks on me. He was there down the stair. He remembers it all too. Everyone, everyone remembers Rick all too well in this chapter. Exactly. He says, I thought my senses were playing tricks on me, making me believe it. And the Persian again is like, girly, it's a stage effect. Like this man uh-huh. took stage design, like 301, 401, like he's beyond. And I he love says, oh, his, sir. I love his logic. Yeah. He's like, dude, this isn't a ghost. If we were dealing with a ghost, we could leave these guns. <laughs> Please take off your fucking hat. Point button made. up your coat over your shirt front as tight as you can. Fold the lapels over. Turn up your collar. We must make ourselves as invisible as possible. So I also wonder if that's kind of a hand at the level of your eyes kind of thing, too. Mm-hmm. And then he pushes <clears throat> against the mirror and he goes, well, 
this is this is how this works, which is also interesting. I did not think we were going to get an explanation of the mirror, which is cool. Love but he goes, it. there's a delay in a counterweight. Um, this doesn't happen on the other side of the wall. You can activate the counterweight directly. The mirror swivels and very fast, which is scary. I get stuck in um, revolving doors all the time. Quick question. Have you seen Young Frankenstein? Yeah. I love the part. Oh, a bit Gene Wilder forever in my heart. But... When they're trying to get through, he's like, I'm going to wedge my body between the, like, his delivery is so funny. Put the candle back. Honestly, a Mel Brooks Phantom of the Opera would have been, it's not too late, King. Some of the later works, Robin Hood Men in Tights, excellence. Why did Carrie always never play Raoul? Missed opportunities, it's all connected. But yeah, Missed so opportunity. The version has to explain. <laughs> he's like, Raul. this shit's going to turn around real fucking fast. Raul's like, what counterweight? It's like, oh my god. Yeah. It's like, you want to know how Haunted Mansion works? It's it's holograms. I don't know what to tell you. Like, we gotta keep moving. He's like, it's what lifts the soul section of the wall onto its pivot. You don't think it moves on its own by magic. The Persian's like, okay, vibe check. Do you believe me that none of this is magic? This is all Rick shit. And leading to one of my favorite lines of the chapter. (laughs) Yeah, so he explains it in great detail but all he he explains it and Raul's like well it's not working right now <laughs> right and he's like hold on it takes a while it's like an inkjet printer it's buffer yeah but then he's like oh okay it is taking a minute hmm it could be something else what well perhaps he's cut the rope that raises the counterweight and immobilize the whole system so he's Rick's going full like I I know that there's a lot of um, discourse about the 2004 movie, but I do think it's wonderful how that man just takes a fucking knife and cuts the, I think like the chandelier or something, and then like they fall through the the stage in the 2004 Phantom of the Opera movie. I do like the idea that this man is just like slashing through shit to just absolutely like make it impossible for people to follow him. Reputation era. Rick always in his reputation era. Raul, why would he do that, girly? There's times when Rick is going, like, he has time to do things like make fake money, the the Bank of St. Farce monopoly money. Thank you for that, Rick. But other times right. he's like, we don't have time. Let me cut this. And uh, Exactly. And so he's like, he knows how, mm, he's aware that I know how the mirror works. And he goes, oh, did he show you? Yeah, Rick's doing, like, YouTube videos. He's like, hey, hey, everyone. Today I'm going to show you how to do a, a counterweight mirror um no i watched him from a distance i investigated his mysterious disappearances and i discovered it for myself it's the simplest type of secret door as we know um it's as old as blah 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 the persian could be an imagineer this is great stuff i know and then raul's being super helpful by just being like it's not working (laughs) it's like thanks asshole and then he's like yelling for christine it's like come on dude like give it a second a real raul's lost the plot moment yeah yeah and the person's like we will do whatever we can do he has the power to stop us in our tracks at any time what is he then the master who commands these walls yeah funny girly girly pop we call him king of the traps king of the traps And then there was an earlier chapter where I was like, I love that Christine is just walking into every accusation that Raul had ready for her. It is now Raul's turn to simply be walking into everything the Persian has to tell him. I loved this. 
He commands not just the walls, but the portals, doors, and secret hatches as well. In my country, we called him by a name, which means King of the Traps, Airhorn. Rest in rest in peace, the Persian uh, you would have loved, Trap Queen by Fediwap. <laughs> Rose, like, that's how Christine spoke of him. Yeah, through lines, buddy, when she told me about him, with the same air of mystery and granting him the same irresistible powers. Actually, neither of them said it like that, Raul, but, you know, projection corner is for you as well. But I find this all too much to take. Why should these walls obey only him? I mean, he didn't build them himself. Womp womp. Womp womp. He did. Yes. What do you think this is? Like, he's like, this is not, you know, amateur hour. And so he's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. It's not turning. And he goes, keep your, keep, stay strapped. And he points his pistol at the mirror. Raoul followed suit. The Persian held Raoul close against his chest. Because the mirror moves a arm. little bit, but... Yeah. Suddenly the mirror gave way in a blaze of blinding, dazzling reflection. It turned like one of those revolving doors which have been lately installed in many public buildings. Thank you, Gaston. Great moment for uh, that. It's, <laughs> it swiveled, sweeping up Raoul and the Persian in its irresistible motion, removing them from the light and plunging them into utter blackness. And eh. that's where I, ca I can, like, see... I do imagine this as like TV prestige TV. I can see the episode ending. Just the credits come up like. And you're like, and there's no credit music and you're like, fuck. And they're like next time, but they like don't really give you anything. Great stuff, Gaston, as always. As <sighs> always. Gaston LaRoe definitely got like stuck in like the Empire State Building like revolving door. And he's like, I'm including a revolving door villain moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, Prediction corner. I think. They're going to have an easy, absolutely easy time. There might mm -hmm. even be an escalator down to the lair. It's going to be super easy to get across that lake. And he's, they're just going to wa walk in on, like, Rick is just, like, introducing Christine to, like, Breaking Bad. Well, spoiler, um, it's actually the wonka Vader because Rick built that. Mm -hmm. They step into mm -hmm. it and they just sail right on down. Yeah. Rick, Rick a big yeah. Breaking Bad guy, I think. Yeah. I think they're just watching, like, they're just binge watching TV. Mm-hmm. And it's like chill and cool. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. So next time our chapters are called, one is called In the Belly of the Opera. That's cool. cool. Makes me think of El Monstro from Pinocchio. Terrifying story. Um, and then I don't know what the next one after that is called. The next one is called Concerning the Interesting and Instructive Ordeals Undergone by the Persian in the Belly of the Opera. So uh, we will see you next time, team. Mm -hmm. We'll see you in the belly of the opera. <laughs> oh my goodness. BYOB. I'm excited. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.